Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Even when we don't know what we're supposed to do, even when we uh, don't have it all together, even when we're young and silly and, and, and whatever, but God uses us and God, um, he qualifies the call. And he, he takes us in our and in, in, in all of these ways that we see as imperfect or not enough. And he calls us by name. Kimberly, thank you so much for, for seeing us, leading us into that because it was so beautiful and such a testimony of who God is and what he does. He calls us by name. He says in Isaiah chapter four or chapter six, uh, whom shall I send and who will go for me? And the prophet Isaiah says, here am I, send me. Here my Lord, send me. And that's the posture of heart that I want for us to be as people of God. When God says, who will go for me? Whom shall I send? I want it to be us to say, here I am, Lord, send me. Because that's pretty cut and dry when I say, like, there is no, God, let me figure this stuff out first. Let me um, know more. No, it's here I am, Lord, send me. And really what I want to talk to you tonight about, really short, um, uh, is really just this idea of evangelism. And, and, and you guys know, or if you, have, if you don't know what evangelism is, it is, it's bringing the good news of Jesus to the world and to people around you. It's, it's bringing this, what we all feel right now, this testimony to others and telling them of this good news that Jesus came for us to save us. I'm going to start it off real, real simple here, going to John 3.16. I know you guys know it. I know you know it. Uh, 16, we'll also go to 17. It says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And let's go to 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So Jesus came to save the world. That's the good news. And that's what we get to tell people. He didn't come to condemn it because he, God wanted it to be saved. God first evangelized us. He came to save us. So that with that knowledge and with that truth that we have the good news we get to carry with us and give to others. What we've been freely given, we should want and have the burden and the heart to give to others. So for God so loved the world, why did he save the world? Because he loved it. What we have to remember to do and to stir our hearts up is to love the world better. See, we're faulty. We, we, we tend to forget we tend to forget the great sacrifice that Jesus made for us, that God made for us in sending his son, the sacrifice that Jesus made when he left his seat in heaven to come die on a cross. I'm so thankful that there's a God, a true and living, real God that found us worth it. I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that. Go with me. It'll be on the screen as well. Mark chapter 16. 
It says this, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. So we see here that Jesus, before he leaves, tells us to go into all the world preaching this good news. That's, that's not just a, hey, if you have the time, go and no, that's, this is what I'm leaving you to do. You know, I, I, I know when I, imagine like, I remember when my mom would like leave the house and she'd say, and if these dishes aren't done when I get home, there's gonna be consequences. So that last word she says, like that, that, that means something. Sometimes I didn't do the dishes and I hear that garage door and I'm like, and I go real fast and try to do them real quick. You know, we all been there. We, we've all been there. Um, obviously I'm making light of that, but God says, Jesus says right before he leaves the earth, go into all the world, preaching the good news, baptizing them. So we see here that it's not just something that we probably might do when we get around to it. No, but it's something that we as believers should do. We know this. You guys know this. Go with me to Second uh, Peter verse three. Second, yeah, Second Peter three verse nine actually, and it says, "The Lord isn't really being slow about His promise, as some people think. No, He is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent." So here we see that God wants the world to be saved. He doesn't want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent and be saved. God wants people to be saved. God loves the world he gave. So we also get to see this and see that um, God is not like, you know, uh, well, they're okay, they're okay. No, God wants all the world to be saved and he's telling us to go out into the world. Because just like we have been saved, just like we have seen the good fruit that is Jesus, the goodness of God, we've tasted and we've seen. And some of us have so much more to see, so much more to come to know about the Lord that is good. And we should, it should expect and anticipate so many good things that God's going to speak over us and speak to us. Things that we're going to grow into, blessings that we're going to see, favor that he's He's going to shower upon us. That's what God wants to give to us. But he wants to partner with us, use us, use our gifting, our uniqueness, our character, who we are that's in him to go out and reach the lost. We get to do this. And I can think of no greater purpose than this. This is my point number one, my truth number one. It's our greatest purpose is to be a part of the greatest work. Our greatest purpose. What do you want to be in life? What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a part of the greatest work. I want to be about my father's business. And that is the best thing I could put my hands and my feet to. Yeah, sure. If I could do anything in life, and so will you, and you have opportunities to do so many cool and awesome things. Some of you millionaires. I don't know. You know I could be a millionaire, but at the end of the day, when I take my last breath, what will that money be worth? Nothing. So the greatest work that I can be a part of is dedicating myself to the work of my father. The greatest work, the greatest purpose for myself is his work, is his kingdom expanding. And Jesus invites you and he calls you by name. And that's what we get to be a part of. And it's good. And it's exciting, and it's something that we 
get to see and taste and see as good. Go with me to Romans 10. Romans 10, starting in verse 13, it says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? This is talking about the people who have yet to hear. How can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Go with me. And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. How beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. But not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah, the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? So there's obviously some people that have not, oh, sorry, let me finish. So faith comes from hearing that is hearing the good news about Christ. So obviously we know, and and you guys know it, not everybody knows Christ. Not everybody knows Jesus. Not everybody knows God and that God is good. So we have to be the ones who get to carry this message. And it says how beautiful are the feet that carry the good news. Uh, Paul here in Romans is referring to a scripture in Isaiah when it, when it talks about on the mountains how beautiful the feet of those who carry the good news. And, I, and Isaiah is talking about uh, the messenger after, um, I believe they've been defeated and, and, and a messenger comes and says, no, we have not, the Lord has not failed. And we get to say here, and they, and the, and they see him from a distance and say, how beautiful are the feet that carry the good news. And if you know anything about mountains, and, and, and if you guys have ever been hiking, your, your, your shoes aren't going to be clean. It's going to get muddy, dirty, maybe some cuts on your feet, maybe whatever, and blisters. How beautiful are the feet that carry the good news. I think about that when I think about how they nailed the feet of Jesus to the cross. How beautiful are the feet that carry the good news. Because what it is to carry the good news is carrying the truth that saves the world, that saves people from sin and the grave. And it's God's desire that everyone be saved. So we get to in our ability, in our trusting him, in who we are, we get to carry it. And because there's no greater purpose than his great work, we should pick it up and go. We should see that and want to follow. And this is what we need to do. Point number two, we need to go. We need to go and seek the lost, seek the lost. You know what hide and seek? It's kind of a lame game if you never go and find them. Like it's, it's this, it's not, my cousins used to do it all the time to me. We play hide and seek and they never come and find me. And I just be in the closet for hours and it just be hard. And it's actually very traumatic and it's just difficult for me to talk about. No, hide and seek would be so lame if nobody ever actually played with you. But we need to go and seek the lost. Seek the lost. We need to go. We need to get up. It's so easy to, and, and, and you guys, I, I speak in grace. Let me say that first. I speak in grace, not in condemnation. There is no condemnation in Christ. So I don't say this to, to, to say you're not good enough or you're not a good Christian. I say this to encourage you to see that with Jesus, you can. Because with 
God, the Holy Spirit empowers you. I am, I am weak and lowly and poor in speech and grammar. I can't spell that good. I can't even say proper words most of the time. But when the Holy Spirit is on me, when the Holy Spirit is, is working in me and I am living an empowered life, what is able to be done? I'm able to walk with the Lord, partner with him, and it's not I, but it's him. And I thank him that he does the heavy lifting, not me. I trust in him. I walk with him. I, I, I live according to his word. I honor him. I praise him. I speak his word. I have his heart for people. But so often we discount ourselves. We're the ones who disqualify ourselves before we even start the race. We say we're not good enough. We say this thing we've been through is too hard. We say this disability is too too demanding. We say this infirmity is only gonna is never gonna be healed. We say this this situation is never gonna be fixed. It's never, it's never, it's never, it's we disqualify ourselves. But if we knew just how qualified the Lord makes us, that's what we get to do. That's who that's what we should do, is know that our favor comes from the Lord, the one who made heaven and earth, Jesus wants to partner with us. We should go. We should see it upon ourselves that in this life, through the many things that we're going to face and the many things we're going to find ourselves in and the places we're going to go and, oh, they're going to be good. But I want for you to see that there is no better tasting fruit. There is no better joy than to follow the Lord and to seek that the, Lord, the Lord's people would come to know him in such a way that they themselves are saved and grow in him and have an assurance of their faith and see that God also wants to use them to change lives. Yes, my friend, God has changed my life for me, but he's changed my life for so many other people. He's changed my life so that I may be up here today speaking this good news to you. Just like he's, he's changed so many people's um, lives in my life so that I may be changed because I'm not the, I'm, I'm here today because of the, the, the many people who have prayed over me, the many people who have believed in me, who spoke truth and wisdom into me, the many people who have followed Jesus and obeyed Jesus and saw me as one of uh, God's sheep that needed to be saved. So for you today, have it in you that you also want to see people saved, that you may want people to not be lost but found so that they may come to know the God who loves them, who calls them by name, who died for them. We need to seek the lost. We need to seek the lost. Matthew 4, verse 19 says this. This is Jesus, and he said, then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So we, talk, Jesus talks to the disciples who were fishermen, who actually caught fish for a living, and he says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So even then, it was, it was a, a, an instruction and also a, an expectation that Jesus was going to make people, uh, people who sought uh, and fished for other people so that others may be saved. And what I know about fishermen, and I'm not a good one, but you got to know how to fish to catch good fish, to catch fish. You got to know how to do it because it doesn't take, it all doesn't take the same bait. It, it takes different variations of, of, you know, 
the kind of river or, or, or water you're, you're fishing in. There's different ways to fish. And, and, and what I love about the kingdom of God is that it's um, so beautiful and that God has made each and every one of us unique and in a special way. So I can't reach the same people that you're gonna be able to reach. I can't reach the same people like you're gonna be able to reach in the circles that you're in because there's relationships that you have that only you have. There's relationships and people that you know and people you care deeply about that will never be in this room. But you being in this room, you are an extension so that you get to carry the message, the goodness, the truth, into your circles so that they may be saved and come to know Jesus who loves them. Because in this world, there are many lies that tell us that we are alone. This is all there is. What's the point? You're not enough. You're only, you're only worth enough with however much money you can make. But the kingdom of God wants for you to see that it is God that is, worth, that is worth more than anything. And that if we could only see that he is what our heart's desire is, we would be fulfilled. So Jesus is our fulfillment. Jesus is the one that we're all searching for. Jesus is the one, if only the world knew it, they were searching for too. So all we get to do is tell them the truth. Tell them the gospel. How do you do this? How um, to do this? One, one way I think to start, this is my third point, uh, we need to see people like God sees them. I, don't, I think it might be up there. Is point three on there? Maybe. Yes, see people the way God sees them. God has a heart for people. So what we need is to have a heart for people as well. As well. Care for people. See them as, as, as lost, needing to be found. See them as people who need grace. See them as people who need love and acceptance. You are not God. You are pointing them to God. You are pointing them to the Messiah, the King, the Savior, the Healer, the Baptizing, the Holy Spirit, the soon and coming King. You, we need to see people like God sees them and want for them to be saved, just like he wants for us to be saved. And, and this is really what we get to, to find in our own um, walks in our lives because we all have a story to tell. One of the greatest ways to, 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 to evangelize or to share the gospel is through your testimony. How God has saved you, how God has redeemed you or redeemed something in your life, how God has healed you, how God has, came, has come for you, how God has been faithful to you. Some, and this is where I've been, because I remember being around 16 and, and now looking back, there's a lot of things that I needed healing from and there's a lot of things I needed the Lord to break me free from. But I remember thinking, God, my life is just so good. It's just so easy. Like I almost feel bad because I don't have a testimony. That's so powerful, God. And it, it almost felt like people who've been through a lot, they had it almost easier because their testimony was this powerful thing. And my testimony was, my mom just took me to church and my dad just took me to church and I listened to the Christian radio and I knew all the Christian songs on the radio and they're all the same. 94.1, K-Love, I mean, I got it tattooed. Just kidding, no, I don't. Um, but I remember my testimony, I was, I was almost insecure and I, I was insecure because I didn't feel like I was enough. 
But little did I know later on I would find that that testimony is God's faithfulness over my life. That God was starting something in me from an early age. God knew me before I was in my mother's womb and he, he had it planned according to, to his, 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 his will and his word that I would um, be with him and, and, and he knew this. But I remember not feeling like I really had this big story and I also recognize and realize there are some of you who do have stories that do have real pains and real hurts and real, real things that sometimes we're afraid to, to really come out with or, or, or speak upon or, or what have you. But the power of God's saving grace is that he redeems all things. He redeems all things. So what we get to do is give those things to him, willing and, and, and trusting in him that he can and wants to heal you, can and wants to transform your life, can and wants to um, restore and bring hope. So that's the hope that we get to have in Jesus, this gospel, this good news that we get to give to people. And you get to do that through sharing your testimony, through sharing how good God is to us and to, and to the world. So when we, when we feel like we're not enough or we don't know what to say or the things, you know, that's why we need our word. That's why we need a relationship and intimacy with, with Jesus and, he, and, and to know what he says. And, and that's why we need to be in the word and to know um, more um, just about how uh, his truth is. And there's theology and there's all these things of, of the beauty that's in uh, all of all of who he is and how he's gift wrapped, has gift wrapped many things for us to just take like steps and he, he pours out and we just draw closer. One of the illustrations that I, that I love so much that, that I really feel like the Lord is giving me is whenever we're trying to figure out what to do in this life and we're trying to figure out what our life's gonna be like in five, 10, 15 years, I feel like that can be overwhelming. But, but I really feel like um, when we're following after Jesus, it's this trusting walk that's, okay, God, I, I'm trusting you. With this decision that I'm going to make, I'm going to trust you and follow you in this. And God, the next decision that, that comes upon me, I, I'm going this. And, and you'll look back years later and see, how did I get here? And you're so much farther than you thought you'd ever be. You're so much farther than you thought you would ever be in 20 years and you're only five years older. And what I believe is that God wants to do that and, and do that in each of us because when we're following after him, what he's able to do in our lives is so much better than if we were trying to do it on our own. So we can't do it in our own strength. We can't love people in our own strength the way that God can. We can't evangelize the people the way we can when, when, when we're using God's strength. So for you, you have people on your heart. You have people, I have people who are not saved, who I care deeply about, who I know have not repented before Jesus, have not accepted Jesus, has, has not uh, um, followed after Jesus. And, and I, I also know that evangelism can be this scary thing because what am I supposed to do? Go on the, the street corner and, and just like shout at people like, 
I'm not saying no, but I'm also not saying like that's the only way. Like I have special relationship and friendships with people who are not Christ followers, who have told me that they do not believe and yet I've still shown love to them. And I have relationships where years now, and I'm talking like five, five or so years that I see and, and, and it's, they're getting closer to the Lord because of their relationship with me. Matt shared it in our crew today. Um, in First Kings, um, this, um, this story about a foreign uh, a, a queen, queen who went uh, and saw King Solomon, um, who, who was following after the Lord. And, and the basis of, of, of the story was, uh, show them the kingdom and they'll want to see the king. And, and w- what I realized in that is we get to show people the kingdom of God and, and they'll see something on you. They'll see something in you. What's, what, what's up with them? I can't, t- they're, they're just different. You're set apart, but also there's something on you that's not on everybody else. What is that? And you get to say, I don't have all the answers, but I know that I trust in Jesus and I know that I'm falling after him and I'm really, uh, I, I believe in him. And, 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 and t- as time goes on, when everyone else fades and everyone, when all these other things and people change and obviously we're gonna change and grow, but there's a consistent in you, they're gonna see and the Lord is going to put upon them that, that thing that they keep noticing about you, that's Jesus. And that's where we get to see that God is already preparing the hearts of the people. That's where we get to, filled with the Holy Spirit, be able to, to um, be a part of this great work. And, and through relationship, through relationship that develops, we get to pour into something that's already being poured into and stirred up and planted. And, and, and I believe there's going to be great harvest that we have because God's already doing so much work that he just wants us. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.